Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Would you please pray with me and pray for me? Oh God, as we come to you, we ask that you just open our hearts and minds to receive your word. Let your spirit guide us and lead us so that we may hear your message for us as we move closer to the manger. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture for this morning comes from the fourth gospel, the gospel of John. The first chapter, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 14. Hear the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the word, and without the word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. The word become flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I love the wave that we've had over the past, oh, eight years of, of superhero movies, especially those superhero movies that, that give us a glimpse of how those superheroes came to be. Yesterday, Tracy and I, we went to go see the movie Rogue One uh, in the theater, and I'm not going to say much about it because I know people have not had a chance to see it, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but that is also kind of a narrative about something that happened before the movies that we all know and love took place, and it's great just to see the picture come into view. That's what we've been doing over the past four weeks. As we've been moving, as we say, closer to the manger, as we move towards Christmas Day, we've been looking at the four Gospels and seeing how those stories impact our lives and see how the story of Christ comes alive. Now, a lot of people wonder why in the world do we have four Gospels? But there was an early church father by the name of Origen who gave a good answer. He said, there's not four Gospels, but there is one fourfold Gospel. Each Gospel presents a different perspective on the life of Jesus. And we need all four of those Gospels in order to get a, a full picture of who the Christ is. We'll start with the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark shows that Jesus came 
from Nazareth. And that demonstrates that Christ is a servant. We move to the Gospel of Matthew next, and that showed that, that, that Jesus came from the line of David and through Abraham. And it shows that Christ is the one who was promised in the Old Testament. Luke shows us that Christ came from Adam. And that shows that Christ is fully human. And today in our story of John, it gives us a picture of Christ being fully divine. All of these stories together, it gives us the full picture of who Christ is and why Christ came to live among us. See, John's origin story, if you will, of of Jesus has a, a different feel than the other three Gospels. Part of that is because history says that the Gospel of John was the last of the four Gospels that was written, so he was just illuminating or sharing more about who Christ is. There are different highlights in the Gospel of John than in the other three Gospels. One of the first major differences from John and the other three Gospels is that we have a echoing of the creation story. You heard those very first three words in John 1, 1, in the beginning. It reminds us of the creation story in Genesis. If you look, you would see those first three words again, in the beginning. If we put those two stories side by side, you can see that they echo the same sentiment. First, that God, Jesus, the Word, existed from the beginning of time. Then if we move farther out, we see that God and the Word, Jesus, is the source of all light and life. Then we move out farther, we see that the Word rules the world and all of its inhabitants. And then finally, we see that the Word is established in the person of Jesus Christ. So what happens in, in the incarnation is that it is the inauguration of a new creation, and it is a new covenant that is comes to a divine image through the form of Jesus Christ, which is the Word made flesh. So we have the truth of God coming through creation and the new creation and a new covenant coming through Jesus Christ. We also see that Christ is the light. It was fun playing with the flashlights with the kids, and especially whenever I had the little blinking one, and seeing, wow, that wonder of, of, of what it was able to do. You know, we stand in awe and wonder about what Christ does in and through us. Light is an image that, that John uses throughout all of his gospel. There are several different stories where John is illuminating, if you will, who the Christ is. One of the most popular ones or famous ones is when Christ meets with a Pharisee by the name 
of Nicodemus. And the interesting part of this story is that Nicodemus doesn't come to Jesus during the light of day, but he comes to the light in the middle of the night. See, Nicodemus is scared. Nicodemus is afraid that if he comes to Christ during the day, people will see him. And his motives would be known that he wants to learn more from this teacher. He wants to learn more about what Christ is offering. At the very end of their conversation together, Jesus shares these words from 321. He says, whoever does the truth comes to the light so that it can be seen that their actions were done in God. Later in Christ's teachings, we see that he refers to himself as the light of the world. Even when he is going through difficult times, especially when his friend Lazarus was about to die, and he received word and he told his disciples that his plan was to go to be with Lazarus, and his disciples were, were scared because they knew that the leaders wanted to kill Jesus. In John 11, verses 9 and 10, he tells them, the disciples, that whoever walks in the day doesn't stumble because they see the light of the world. But whoever walks in the night does stumble because the light isn't in them. Jesus knows that the light that he shares is a light that lets people experience the fullness that comes through a life in Christ. And after Jesus entered Jerusalem, he called the followers to believe in the light so their light may be determined by the light. He says, as long as you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become people whose lives are determined by the light. See, it's not just this fact that we believe that Christ is light, but we must live our lives as Christ is the light. The light carves out all darkness. And with that light, we are then called to reflect that perfect light. One of my favorite passages of the Bible is in this scripture, and we read it in in John 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and made his home among us. When life is hard, when life is difficult, I go to that verse because it reminds me that Christ came to live as we live. And throughout the gospel, you don't see a a rosy picture of who Christ is, but you see that he dealt with loss. As we talked about Lazarus dying, he dealt with two of his companions, one betraying him and one denying that he even knew him. He dealt with people making fun of him because he told the truth and they did not want to hear the truth so much that they took him and they beat him and they crucified him. But just like those origin stories that 
that we hear in those superhero movies or in Rogue One. The story just doesn't end there. The story continues. And the story continues through me. And the story continues through you. See, we have the task of reflecting Christ's light to the world. We can reflect that light to others so that they can see hope. They can see peace. And they can see love. A few weeks ago, we had a family come into the church office. And this family was just moving into town and they uh, needed a water deposit in the, the area of town that they were moving to. And they were worried because they didn't have enough money to take care of that. You know, it was about a 65 and a 70-year-old husband and wife. And as they moved to this area, they were told that this church could help them. And they came in and we talked and we we shared about Jesus and they shared about how much Christ meant to them and we shared about how much Christ meant to us and we helped them come along and, and be able to move into this new establishment. You see, that's what bringing light is all about. It's taking time to hear others' story and then sharing the hope that we receive with others. You know, I, I was... Uh, Shocked to hear that our Crooked House Fund dropped uh, down to uh, below zero on accident. We didn't realize how far we have gone, but through our poinsettia and our, our Crooked House giving, you know, we have over $1,000 back into the Crooked House Fund. That is reflecting God's light in a way that gives hope to those who are hopeless. So my, my challenge, as we are just six days away from celebrating the birth of the Christ child, how can you reflect the hope of Christ? How can you allow the light of Christ that lives inside of you to shine so bright that others may see? How can you reflect Christ's light in you so that when you give, you don't feel like you're restricted, but you can feel that your arms are wide open, ready to receive the blessings and the love that God has so graciously given us through the Christ child that we can then share it to others. My hope and my prayer is that Christmas is more than just a day that we have off and that we gather with family, but we allow that light to dwell in us so that others may see. Let us pray. Oh God, you have given us a, a glorious light. And that is the light of the Christ child. It's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and the busyness of this season. To try to move as quick as we can. But God, we thank you for the opportunity to pause. 
and to think upon the incarnation, about how Christ came to be among us so that we may see his glory, so that his miracles and wonders can illuminate our lives so that we can be whole, not so that we can just hoard that glory to ourselves, but then we can then share it with others. So as the calendar turns and as we look ahead, help us to be bearers of the good news of Jesus Christ to others. Help us to live as incarnated ones with the love of Christ in us so others may see. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who came, who lived among us, who died and who was raised again, Christ our Lord. Amen.